Good evening, and welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. This is Jane. And I'm Shannon. And tonight, we're on our 49th episode of our podcast, and it's called First Fruits. Yeah, First Fruits. It's a concept that goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. If we uh, go back in Genesis, uh, we'll see Cain and Abel and the discussion there about that. So, in Genesis... And that we have our cow tonight featured. Yes, hawks in the back. Um, if we go all the way, go all the way back to, to Genesis, we'll see. Genesis 4, right? Genesis 4, yep. Um, let's see, I'll pull it up for you here. Genesis 4, uh, starting in uh, second half <clears throat> verse 2, it says, Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Abel also brought an Abel. offering. Abel, excuse me. Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, and on, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry; his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? If you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it." Mm-hmm. So that's the first time um, an offering to the Lord is brought up, and that's where we get the concept of the first fruits, the, the, the first of the crop, the best of the best, and that's where Cain, of course, had his problem, is he didn't bring his best, he just brought some, while Abel brought his best and pleased the Lord with it. So that's kind of what we're going to go off of today, not about Cain and Abel, but about you and me, yeah. about us today and the concept of first fruits in our life. But this is not just a, an Old Testament concept, but a New Testament concept. Well, you well. know, okay, so Shannon preached on this last Sunday, and I have been thinking about this first fruit thing all week, because there's, there is so much to it that, that is way below the surface. You know, it, okay, you know, just on the surface, it talks about how God... Um, and this is in Exodus twenty three fourteen through 16. God called his people to observe three feasts a year. Passover, which is the unleavened bread. Then feast of the harvest of the first fruits. And the feast of the ingathering in the fruit of your, in the ingathering, which is the fruit of your harvest. When you're gathering all in at the end of harvest. Those are the three. And Exodus thirty four nineteen says, You shall bring the choice first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God. And so he's telling us to bring our best to him, to bring our best. And, and what is really, there's all sorts of things, and then I'll quit talking because I know I'm monopolizing at the moment right now. But what really um, impressed on me today when I'm thinking about this and we're uh, thinking about what we might talk about, about first fruits, is that God doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need our best. He doesn't need our worst. He doesn't need anything from us. So we know for him to say, bring your best to me, it's because it's a benefit to us. And the reason, here's what I thought of today. I think God tells us to bring our best, our first, everything off the top first to him is, in a sense, a kind of protection for us because we can get caught up in our stuff and in everything, and if we grab anything thinking it's ours, then it can overwhelm us, and it can become an idol. And when God 
tells us you need to bring it first to me, your best to me. It is reminding us that everything's God's. We are just stewards. And that's a protection to us. And I'm going to let you talk now. In that uh, passage you read, there are two choices. One is the choice to give. And the second is where you go in and choose what is the best to give God. Oh, that's true. You go through and actually sort things and say, this one is perfect for God and this one isn't. And that goes again uh, back to ancient Israel where they would bring a lamb to the priest and it would have to be inspected first. But I want to continue on with this concept of first fruits and talk into uh, talk about um, God's people being first fruits in and of ourselves. Oh, I love that. <clears throat> yes. Not just our, not just what we bring as far as material things, but also what we, who we are ourselves. Yes. So uh, it's first mentioned Jeremiah two three. Okay. Uh, Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who were devout, all who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them. Declares the Lord. So Israel was called the first fruits in Jeremiah here, uh, basically saying that that uh, God's plan for redemption for the world started with Israel. Yes. But and, it goes on from there. So. Okay, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I love that concept of God's people being his first fruits. We were talking in our Monday night online uh, Bible study, and if you want to be part of a Bible study, everyone's welcome. You just have to tell me or Shannon about you want to join. But what we talked about, how we, his people, are his first fruits. It's like we are his best to offer to the world because he wants the world, he wants the people of the world to come to him and to be saved. And we are his very best that he offers. And that's how, like you said, he started with Israel. He was using Israel as his first fruits, his offering to the world to show everyone, every single person, how much he wants them, how much he wants to be in relationship. And I think that's amazing to think that we are his first fruits. We are his best to offer the world. It's not angels. It's not um, creation. It's humans that have accepted him. And it's an interesting concept again. Um, and it's it's a little bit daunting to be counted as his first fruits, I think. But also we have to understand that, like I just read in Jeremiah, it said that uh, we were the first fruits, um, that Israel was the first fruits of the Old Testament. <clears throat> we today are the first fruits of the New Testament, mm, mm-hmm. the first fruits of uh, post-resurrection of, the, of, of God's plan for the world. We are now those first fruits. Uh, Romans 8.23, And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly wait eagerly for adoption of sons and redemption of our bodies. In other words, um, we are meant to be, as followers of Christ, followers of Him in that role too. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty three says, But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at His coming those who belong to Christ. So we are serving in a role as firstfruits for God here on earth. And, and that concept is that we are the beginning. Firstfruits mm. are the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the best of the fruits that God has produced right now. That doesn't mean it's the ending, but we are the we are the first fruits and we are meant to to go out and multiply. I brought this concept up when I was preaching. If you were um, and it doesn't happen much anymore. Uh, normally farmers and, and uh, gardeners and everybody buy seed. But there was a time when you raised your own seed. Mm-hmm. And when you raised your own seed you definitely would wait and take the seed from the very best plants to replant. You wouldn't take 
oh, just oh, anything will work. You always go for the highest yield, the, the best uh, value, the best crop that you can have. And you select that out. But when you select that, you select that not for eating. You select that for the purpose of replanting and mm-hmm. harvesting it again. And God says if we, if we sow like that, you know, 30, 60, 100 times will be the yield. So we are meant to be those first fruits as well. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that I just, it just came to me that, you know, we are meant to be the seed as well. That's mm. part of what that first fruits is. Yeah. <clears throat> this might seem like it doesn't belong, but it really does. And I'm hoping I can explain what's in my head. Mm-hmm. It could be a little dangerous, but. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I've got two things, but here, and I want to go back to Genesis 1, where G- 27 and 28, and God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is, I bring this up to to remind us that we are stewards and we are created in God's image. And I think sometimes, okay, so put that along with us being first fruits we don't understand how important we are and when we grasp stuff in our life and hold tightly to it it's because we're forgetting we are we are god's reflection to this world and his image and i i want to read this quote and it might be people it's a it's a famous quote quote from c.s lewis but this goes along with you need to realize how integral integral we are to God's plan because he allows that to be. Mm-hmm. And this is what C.S. Lewis wrote in um, his essay, The Weight of Glory. It's, it's a book called The Weight of Glory. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of essays. But anyway, there are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations. These are mortal. And there's life is to and their life is to ours as the life of a natives. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. Our merriment, or anything in life, that's I put that, must be of that kind, which exists between people who have, from the onset, taken each other seriously. No flippancy, no superiority, no presumption. And it's not that we have to be sober, uh, somber, but to realize how precious each one of us is. And so... Like I said earlier, I think giving God our best, best of everything, it's for our protection. And this is what I thought of, thinking of all that. Giving God your best puts him where we need him to be in our lives first. Living for anything else other than God will destroy our souls. We're too important to live for anything less than God. Hmm. I think that, because if you think anything less than God... If you live for just your family, if you li- and that's a worthy thing. Family is so important. But if we live for family, we are going to be, if we end up living past all of them, we're going to see every single one of them die. Or, or, you know, I mean, there's nothing else that can, that, that can protect our soul and make us, help us become who God has made us to be. Does this make sense, or am I being crazy? No, it does. It does to an extent. Um, it's a it's an idol worship thing. If anything, it is. an and idol 
It destroys is. us. But I kind of want to get back to this first fruits concept. Oh, I know. And, I the, guess it and all, the fact that we yeah. are chosen. Yeah, it all relates um, to me. Remember how I said in the beginning that two choices were made during oh, first yes, fruits yes, sacrifice. Yep, One, yep. the selection, or the choice to give, and the second, the selection the going through and looking for perfection or, or as good as it possibly gets yes. as your sacrifice. And um, when we think about it that way, there's there's several verses I want to bring out of the Bible here on, on that and thinking about us as okay. being those first fruits. So James one eighteen says, Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Mm. So James is saying it right there. He brought brought us through through Jesus, through the word of truth, to be the first fruits of his cre- of mm-hmm. his creatures of his things, and if we are chosen to be, then we ha- then we need to be following Christ the way that we were taught to follow Christ, the mm-hmm. way that Christ laid out for us. Uh, Romans eleven sixteen says, "If the dough offered us fr- first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump, and if the root is holy, so are the branches." Well, this this goes back. Um, this is going back to Deuteronomy, um, where it talks about. Um, the fruit of the harvest, fruit of the ground, and the the dough that he's talking about, that was also part of the harvest. Um, when people would take the beginning the, their dough to the Levites, mm-hmm. a portion of it to the Levites, and then the Levites wouldn't have to make bread because the dough would be brought to them. It would be the best of the best. Mm. And he says, if the dough is holy, or if the root is holy, so are the branches. Mm. So if we are rooted in Christ and we are performing the way the roots are, are meant to be, if I plant an apple tree, I would be disappointed if it, if it turned into a pine tree. Oh my goodness! If I planted <laughs> if I planted an oak, I would be disappointed if I got some other kind of tree out of it. It should follow the roots that I, that is, are put into the ground, and in the same way as Christians, we should follow the root that we have of Jesus Christ. The, the root has been planted in us. That seed has been planted in us. Those roots are growing. And we are meant to be His branches. We are meant to to grow and produce fruit and produce more. So as the first fruits, as the, as the, as the beginning of that tree is coming out, we in the New Testament world now are those first fruits. We are chosen by God mm-hmm. to serve Him mm-hmm. and to multiply His kingdom here on earth. Jesus called us to that, as did as did God. So I, I don't think I, I truly believe that we are chosen. Um, you know, as as Paul was saying in Romans, that we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, God was planted in us to, to grow, and as it grows, it bears fruit, and that's just the way it comes. Mm. Can't, can't will, will you indulge me? Sure. Okay, so... Oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. If you're a rabbit hunter, get your gun out. She's going down a bunny trail. This this relates... No. Okay, so this will sound silly to some, probably, but it's where I feel led, and maybe that's my brain, or maybe it's God. But I... In 2020, I just felt the urge to read lots and lots of poetry. And so Hawk and I have read lots of poetry, even have favorite poets now, and even toward the end of the year, I started trying to write some poetry. And now I really feel the desire and need to write every day some poetry. So I wrote one about first fruits. So I am saying I'm a beginning poet. I'm not good, but I'm going to read it anyway. It was the 18th poem I wrote this year, and it's called Your Offering. 
So here we go. You call us your first fruits, your best offering to this confused and disillusioned planet of people you woo and plead with to come back to you, to a place where they'll find themselves free to just be, without pretense and facade, like little children delighting and laughing, picking yellow dandelions for their moms, and kicking their legs on swings touching the sky. Crazy to think we are your best offering, ridiculous humans, fallible, hopeless, helpless, yet you're in us means we reflect you. There. Very nice. The end. I like that. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on it. See, that concept of being chosen is also puts a responsibility on us. Yeah. If we are chosen to be God's sacrifice to the world, if we are chosen to be seeds planted, because that seeds planted are sacrificed. That's right. To they germinate, the seed has die. to die yep. to grow. Mm-hmm. So we are we are called as as new creations, as as born again believers. We are called to be servants of God in that. First uh, Peter two nine says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous marvelous light." That's what we're meant to do. We are to proclaim the excellencies of Him. That's what we're meant to do. Now, oh, Jesus, right. Jesus himself said in John 15, he said, You did not choose me, I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. Jesus said, You did not choose me, I chose you, yes. and I appointed you to bear fruit, yes. so, that whatever you, so that it would abide. Mm-hmm. And abide means for it to increase, for it to grow, for it to be, for it to be a permanent thing. Not a temporary, but a permanent Romans 12.1 says, Present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That kind of goes along with mm-hmm. it. Ephesians 1.3-4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. So our 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 role in this... In this scheme, in this in this plan of God's, is to be His fruit bearers, to be the first fruits, to be the ones to go out there. So, if you are listening to this and you are a believer, I want you to take this to heart. I want you to take this into your into your soul and understand that as you are a believer, you have been chosen to be a believer, and as such, you have a responsibility now to bear fruit. This was. This is not. A, this is not. Um, God did not give us the gift of of rebirth and salvation through Jesus Christ for us to keep it to ourselves. Can I share something? This is actually from my uh-huh. notes from the sermon. Okay. Uh, Shannon said something like this: "We are blessings because we have been blessed much. We can give because we've been given much. We can love because we have been loved much. That has to do with being the first fruits." And oh, and how when you were telling the story about Cain and Abel, um, it's God knew that what Cain give gave it wasn't the best he could do, and I, this is my paraphrase of what God might have said to, to Cain: "You know you can do better. This is going to affect you, so you need to fix this." And you actually you said something about that: is that when we don't give our best, that does affect us negatively. 
Because first, like, I was thinking about this today, like, like let's say your marital relationship, and you just come to it and, and hey, I love, you know, you don't give your best to your spouse. You just kind of exist and feed off your spouse. And, I mean, that would be a horrible marriage, it would, or at least it would be a marriage in trouble that would need fixing. And so we do the same thing to God when we just give him whatever, like, Oh, I guess I can give God five bucks this this month. I don't need that. Or I can give God an hour today because my favorite show doesn't come on for two hours. Or, you know, when we just kind of fit God in, what kind of relationship is that? I mean, it's right. it isn't. It's like uh, we're trying to check off to say, yeah, I'm a good Christian. I spent time with God. I give. And that brings us kind of the concept that one of the words that keeps coming up in some of these verses is abide. Yeah, live. Yeah. We are meant to dwell. Yes, dwell. That's a good word. You know, an abode is a house. We are meant to dwell in the Lord. First uh, John two twenty seven. But the anointing that you receive from Him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it is taught to you, abide in Him. So as the branches, we can't live without the root. Right. If you try to cut off a branch and say, just live by yourself, it can't. The nourishment for those branches comes from the roots. Mm-hmm. So we have to uh, stay connected to our roots, and that is Jesus Christ, so that we can bear fruit as branches. Otherwise, we're worthless. And those branches that don't bear fruit are thrown into the fire, is what Jesus said. I think knowing who we are, remembering we are as first fruits, can help us act like first fruits Mm -hmm. because we really need you know when people are confused about who they actually are in the world i mean they get all messed up and they they do things that they probably really wouldn't do if they knew who they really were Mm -hmm. when we really understand how we are the first fruits that should motivate us to to obey and live in god and gives us a sense of belonging and importance and I mean we belong to him purpose purpose yes purpose and doesn't everybody everybody wants to belong somewhere everybody wants their own tribe we belong to the trinity to God father son and holy spirit we belong Mm -hmm. and and that concept of belonging and having a purpose you know, following along in the family business as we're adopted into the into the family of God, um, we need to take that for what it is. First of all, it's it's not something we did ourselves. Uh, we inherited this through through birth, and our birth was our rebirth through the Spirit. Um, but we have to keep in mind a couple of things. First of all, John six thirty seven says, "All that the Father gives, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out." See, now that's, that's, that's the offering that we bring to God. We bring ourselves to God as an offering. And we bring ourselves to God as an offering by choice. And it should be a joy to offer to God. Just as in Old Testament Israel, when they brought that first fruits up, that was a celebration of, of the blessing that they had from God. God blessed them, and they wanted to celebrate that blessing by, by giving a portion to God. It's the same way with us. If we look at our lives as being a blessing, if we look at our, our at our at our salvation as being such a blessing, 
if we look at all the things God does for us as a blessing, we cannot help but bring that to God. It's just, it's just there because we are praising God with our lives. So if we look at ourselves as that, not out of any kind of conceit saying I'm better than anybody else, because I'm not, I'm no better than any other person that drew breath on this earth. But through Christ I've been given a purpose. And through Christ I've been adopted into the family. And through Christ I'm a member of that family. And I have a job to do. And that is to praise God for bringing me into that family. And I do that willingly, and I do that joyfully, and I do that because God loves all of us. But some people haven't heard that yet. You know, I'm thinking of the little boy who gave his fish and bread. Mm. And it was an impossible situation. I mean, everyone knew, the disciples knew, even Jesus knew it was impossible. It was impossible for people to feed all those thousands of people. And and that's how we give our lives. It, it's impossible to save this whole world. To even, it's impossible for us to save even one person. Even if we work the hardest we can, we cannot save one person. But we give what we have to God and say, use it, God. And through us, when he breaks us, he will. He will feed thousands upon thousands, just like he did with us. It's just, I just, that's amazing. And I want us to think about this. From this perspective, I, I, I can't stress this enough. We have been given a, an absolutely priceless gift. Yeah. Something we couldn't earn, something we can't do for ourselves, something that makes our life meaningful, gives us a purpose here on earth. While I am drawing breath, my purpose is to spread the, the good news, to spread the, the, uh, the love of God, because I know that this is a short life. That, yeah. You know, this is not... Um, something that is, is going to last forever. But in eternity, that's when the fruit will, will be harvested. That's when His fruit will be brought forward and put into the bins and He'll be able to look and see what the yield was. So my job between now and then is to help to, help to increase the yield. That's it. And I've been given such a priceless gift. But the blessings of God's gifts over man's gifts... The blessing that comes from this adopted sonship into his into his family is the fact that that gift does not diminish when I give it away. No. If you had, mm. let's take this into the modern world. If you suddenly found a magic gas pump that you didn't have to pay for gas and it never, ever, ever went down no matter how much you used it, you, do, you wouldn't want to keep that to yourself. You could share that with everyone. Imagine true energy independence in this country because we didn't have to worry about it. It was just there. God has provided that to us. I know maybe a gas tank is probably not the best way to pick that. But if you had, if, if I had um, something that was absolutely unending, I could share it with anybody I wanted to and it would never decrease, mm-hmm. ever. And I could share it with someone else and they could share it with someone else and it would never decrease. I'd be happy to give it away. I'd be happy to give that to my neighbors, to my friends, to anybody I meet, because by giving it to them, it blesses them. And it wasn't anything I did with my own hands, but it blesses them as it continues on down the line. It blesses and blesses and blesses. Um, And I think that's what we're meant to do uh, with God, as we receive Him into our lives, and as, as He becomes who we are, and where we come from, and our roots, as we branch out... We are meant to spread that root. 
So I grew up in, in uh, Minnesota, and in our yard, in the house that I, I grew up in, we had probably a dozen of these giant oak trees, and they were several hundred years old. They were just massive oak trees, absolutely gorgeous. And if you're a kid, they're the ones you put the tire swings on, they're the ones you climb, they're the ones you do everything. They, are, they were just awesome trees, and they had been there, like I said, several hundred years, I'm sure. They were great big white oaks. Now that oak was started with an acorn. A tiny little thing started it. One small seed started that oak. And every year, those oaks would shed acorns all over the place. So the root was started with Jesus Christ. And as he, as that root grew, as it grows in you, you become the branches. And you are meant to be spreading acorns everywhere. Why? Because we want all of God's people to be gathered to Him. As God says, as Jesus said, God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, John 3.16, so that no one would perish. That's what we're meant to do. We're meant to spread this seed and make sure nobody perishes us. Perishes because that's what God wants. God doesn't want anyone to be lost. You know, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. The free gift. So if we go out and plant the seeds of that free gift, then we are bearing fruit as the first fruits of Christ. Good ending. Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice way to end it. I just I will say also we're mm-hmm. going to get back to doing it weekly. Yes, our life has just been full of all sorts of things. There's been a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness, and it's and we're going to get back to once a week. But uh, we're so glad you're listening, and come back next week and share share it with other people. If this has blessed you, please uh, just share it on your timeline or share it in Twitter or wherever you. Wherever you share things, because it might bless someone else too. And uh, yeah, we don't do the tweet or hoot or giggle or whatever no, those things I just are. Share it on Facebook. But if you do, if do you, it, that's go something, for it, share it in an email. Um, we just do this because we want people. We're doing to know this about just Jesus. for the glory of God. So if if it if it like Jane says, if it blesses you, please pass it on. Let it bless someone else. And I just pray that for each and every one of us that we be blessed with the closer and closer relationship with God, I pray that God just touches your life in a way that blesses you beyond compare. Thanks for listening. God bless. Bye.